0: Hi, I'm Chris. Hello, I'm Chris too. And we like movies. We do like movies. We don't always like the same movies. We're, we're kind of trying to find, trying to find a happy medium, aren't we? Where yeah. We, we might one day watch a
1: film we both like. Yeah, we're trying to find some common ground. Do you know what movie we're going to watch today? Well, I didn't until a few minutes ago. <laughs> the first take. <laughs> the first take. Uh,
0: Logan. Logan from 2017 which I've never seen. I've only heard about from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say it's good?
1: I think it's good. I think you're going to like it.
0: Okay. That does kind of go against the whole point of this podcast, but... A little bit. But, you know, we, we, we might find some common ground. That's... We, yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see. So, Chris... Yeah? We have just watched Logan 2017. I like this movie... I think it's probably one of the better superhero movies. And it's See, I think you it's
0: say one of the best. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean? <laughs>
1: Compared to the I think it's good. I, I do think it's good. I think it was I think one of the first X Men movies that Marvel actually worked on rather than Fox. I'm not sure though, because I don't care.
0: Okay. I don't, don't know if that makes much
1: difference for really. me. Okay. I've not seen any of the others. Fair, yeah. So They're very much not your cup of tea.
0: No. I mean,
1: films f- full
0: of people getting stabbed in the head yeah. and blood and, and shit like that. Is that
1: one of my things? And this yeah. film was full of that. It was very violent, but I think it did violence well. The violence was, I think, essential for setting the tone of the movie, but the movie didn't revel in the violence.
0: Well i think it did a bit okay i think it
1: yeah can you give us an example um no (laughs) (laughs) i mean so like one example where i think it does violence well but it doesn't revel in it is one of the first times we see laura uh, after we've realized that she's actually a killing machine. She's carrying that okay. guy's head out, and she throws it into the dirt.
0: Okay.
1: I think that's very violent, obviously, yeah. but I think it's the way that it, that it's shot, it's such a wide shot that you can't tell what she's carrying at first, so it plays off as more of a surprise rather than reveling in the gore, while still being mm-hmm. very quite gory. Okay.
0: But there was lots of. Let's just there was lots of people just being. Oh, let's I'm, like, let's get these bad guys out of the way by stabbing them through the head. Yeah. I, th- I was thinking, just is that necessary to show that? I mean, we know we kind of get that's what he does and what they do. Yeah. But they kept just show them doing that.
1: Yeah. Didn't know that it was entirely necessary. Maybe not entirely. I think a lot of it served a purpose in the film, broadly. I think it sets the tone and it sort of makes sure the audience realizes that Logan is not actually the hero of the story.
0: Do you think there was a hero?
1: No. I think the movie wants us to think that not only is there no hero, but there's no such thing as heroes. Okay. And I think it's both, like, textual and that... The characters literally say it, <laughs> and subtextual in that, like, it's a superhero movie where there's no superheroes, effectively. They're all kind of horrible. I mean, the kids are okay, mostly, you yeah. know, they're traumatized.
0: What do we think of Laura, or well, Laura? Was-
1: Laura. um, I think... I think that sort of character is not super interesting, but I think that actress did a very good job with what she was given. Especially in terms of, like, physical acting.
0: I must admit that I that I, I, find it hard to remember stuff that happens in films when I've seen it only once. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, there's just, like, key bits that I remember. Um, you've seen this twice now.
1: Yeah. Should we go through the plot briefly? Briefly? Okay. Um, so it's 2030 something, 2039. 2029. 2029. Mm-hmm. So not far from now. No. <laughs> Logan, who used to be called Wolverine, is living in some desert compound taking care of Professor X and working as a working Uber as driver. A,
0: yeah, an Uber driver. And then, um, and this. This woman comes up to him, and, and she says, "She calls him Wolverine,
1: doesn't she?" Yes.
0: How does she know he was Wolverine?
1: Uh, because in the universe, they've actually made comic books about Wolverine's exploits. Okay. So, like, in our universe, there are comic books about the X Men. In the X Men universe, there are comic books so, about the X Men. Okay. So it's sort of metatextual. Right. Literally metatextual. Uh-huh. Um she yeah, she approaches him. I need help. I have money. You need to get me and my daughter to Canada. Do
0: we we do we see Laura at this point? Mm. She just mentions her. Yeah, we just mentions see
1: her. See her. Um and Wolverine is like, no. But maybe, because I like money. Mm-hmm. I need money. And he sort of he meets her, sees that there is actual money to be had, and sort of Tentatively agrees. And then... Because uh, it's later on, isn't it? Later on, yeah. yeah. I want to go through the plot quickly because... Okay. <laughs> yeah, Not like yeah. last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes back to the hotel. She's been murdered. Laura is nowhere to be seen. He drives away from the hotel because he's like, Oh shit, this is not getting pinned on me. Laura is hiding in his limo. They end up back at his... Desert Compound with Professor X. And mercenaries have tracked Laura there, looking for her.
0: Yeah, this guy, what was his name? This guy with the... No I can't remember his name. But he was kind of... He, he was very... Um, Pretty? No, he was kind of... <laughs> he, wasn't, I mean, he was kind of like a, a textbook bad guy. There was, he didn't really have any kind of shades of character to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There was nothing interesting but him yeah I mean the most interesting he was there to be a cunt
1: basically basically
0: oh can we swear on this yeah it's okay yeah,
1: I'm fine. it's our podcast our fucking podcast that's good that's good yeah um yeah so he shows up a bunch of his buddies they wreck everything try to kill people they don't really succeed uh they capture Caliban who is oh uh, yeah Caliban he's he not really essential for anything is he He's kind of, not the slave,
0: but he's kind of, he's a mutant who doesn't like daylight.
1: Yeah, he gets burned immediately in daylight and he can, he can like smell other mutants or something. Which is quite a gift. Yeah. I mean, they're not all winners, are they? (laughs) Uh,
0: And he just kind of disappears from the plot in the end. It's not really.
1: Well, no, he shows up. In
0: the
1: plot, a does couple he more get times. I can't remember. He does. Ev- so, uh, later on, Caliban gets shown being tortured, which mm-hmm. sort of moves the plot along, gives the bad guys a way to find Logan and Laura, where they've gone. And because Caliban can track mutants, he is being forced to track them for mm-hmm. the bad guys. Uh, but Caliban sort of gets his revenge in the end by blowing himself up and all of their equipment. Um but we're digressing slightly. Yes, we've the plot. Got, gone a bit off. So Lara, Professor X, and Logan are in this limo, which is badly beaten up, and they this go to Vegas.
0: When they're masquerading as a family.
1: Yes. Uh, they go to Vegas. Uh, they stay in a hotel. Professor X has a seizure that causes everybody in the vicinity to get stuck. Yeah. Um... And historically, Logan's the only one who can get to him in time to give him... The, the, the crucial injection yeah. of whatever it is. Um, is that ever explained? What it is. I think it's just anti-seizure. anti-seizure. I don't know. And that sort of alerts the mercenaries to their presence in Vegas. Mercenaries show up. Or no, the mercenaries had shown up before the seizure. Because they get stuck during the seizure as well. Remember there's that whole scene where Logan is slowly going through the hallway and he's killing a bunch of people to get to the Professor.
0: Yeah. Okay. But we don't remember what how they ended up there. They must have just tracked them there somehow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Caliban. Yeah. Um, so, Professor X, Logan, and Laura get away. Professor X dies.
0: Yeah. We yeah. know... It's, can, can we give away the, the the crucial yeah of course okay so uh, there's a there's a there's like a a mutant there's a there's a bad there's a bad a bad um, Logan basically yeah who's been created from
1: Logan's DNA yeah yeah
0: and yeah the, the bad Logan comes into Professor these room and the and, uh, you think he's there to like see how he is to comfort him, and then he end up sticks a knife, sticks a knife in his chest, isn't it? Yeah, his
1: claws, big metal claws. Oh, yeah, claws. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that scene was relatively well shot because even knowing what happened, I didn't catch it immediately that it wasn't
0: <clears throat> the right yeah. Logan. You can tell because he's got a haircut.
1: Yeah, that's how you differentiate. Different
0: haircut, but, but, but different shirt. True. And one's being a, an evil company. <laughs> being a slightly. That's. good to tea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, big fight. The family that hopefully fed and sheltered them is now all dead. Which, you know, sucks for them. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're in the movie for like a half hour total, I think.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. they meet them on the highway and then they die. Yeah. Oops. Uh, so once again, Logan and Laura are off again. I think the next shot is Logan having buried Professor X. Yeah. And Laura's, Logan is like falling apart. You know, He's dying emotionally, he's a wreck. His mentor, his father figure is gone And Laura is, we sort of get our first hint that Laura is not purely the weapon that they've made her to be, Mm -hmm. that she's really a child who can still empathize and and be kind. And she tries to comfort Logan. And then he has like a tantrum and beats up the truck, passes out in the road. Laura gets him to the doctor by stealing a car. We're really told that, Logan, you're dying. You are about to die. And then we sort of get the reveal that Laura, who has been mute the whole movie, uh, can actually speak. She speaks in Spanish. She can speak some English. Some pretty good English. It's weird because when
0: that happened, I kind of you don't kind of re- register that she's not speaking. Yeah, and you think, oh, oh, yeah, she's not been speaking, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of I don't know if that was kind of uh, an intentional thing. Or whether, I think it
1: was. Yeah.
0: I think because she's so active throughout the film, yeah, you don't kind of she's kind of I think she's she's the strong silent type, right? Exactly. I think that, that it, child... al- it also it actually when she spoke, it kind of it kind of took away from her character because she was kind of she was kind of talking.
1: It was a sudden and dramatic shift in in tone, right? Yeah, because up to that point, you sort of as a viewer, you had to sort of fight to see her as a child and not a weapon. And the film was, you know, really gave her mm. very little to characterize her beyond being a violent little monster. Yeah. And when she speaks, you're like, "Oh, right, child." Yeah, and it's it's sort of a release in a sense. I think. I want to say, Logan dies, but something else happens before that. Oh, then. Laura tells Logan. I have to go meet my friends so that we can cross into Canada together.
0: My friends, they are the children.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he says, no, these comic books are not real. They're made up effectively. They are embellished. And she says, no, it's real and we have to do it. Um, and I think that's important thematically, even though plot-wise, it doesn't do much. Because, you know, if you think of the movie as sort of not only saying nobody's a hero, but there's no such thing as heroes. Then this is the movie saying there's no such thing as heroes because all the stories in which there are heroes are fake. He gives in. They drive out to the desert, North Dakota, somewhere like that, to meet up with her friends, and Logan has to rehabilitate because he is really dying. The mercenaries... Track them there. Of course they do. Of course, uh, and the kids make a last-ditch effort to get across the border. There's some sort of opening in the border happening. I don't quite remember what what the timing fits into it, but was it a bridge? I don't know. Just notice the link between
0: this and the Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> was it an easy, easy access
1: border? It's the same bridge.
0: (laughs) Uh, Please listen to our other podcast if you haven't already. Episode one, The Untouchables,
1: 1987, Mm -hmm. where there's an inexplicable bridge in the middle of the wilderness between the US and Canada, which is perfectly unguarded. But we digress again. Uh, So the kids running through the forest trying to get across the border. They're getting captured by the mercenaries. Logan takes this drug... That's supposed to like help his mutant power so he regenerates and he can fight for a bit longer and he kills all the mercenaries uh except the clone who fucks him up
0: he's very hard to get rid of yeah very stubborn i mean uh, the big the, the big truck falls on him and you mm-hmm. think well you kind of know that's not done the job but yeah they they don't realize that I don't think, and they just, <laughs> then you realize He's not dead, he's coming back. He, yeah yeah. You know, moves the truck, gets up, carries on. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's, like, a last big battle, Logan versus Logan, and also Laura is in there a little bit. Um, bad Logan kills good Logan, and Laura kills bad Logan with an adamantium bu- bullet, uh, which has shown up. A- you know, six times in this movie because Logan's had it in his pocket <laughs> from the beginning. And every- just, just so we know it's there yeah. by the time... And everybody continues. does Logan's laundry except Logan, so everybody finds it. And they're like, why do you have this? And he's like, I want to kill myself, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that's sort of the end. The kids bury Logan and the, the ending shot, which I found kind of weird and annoying, is Laura takes the Cross that they've put at the top of Logan's grave and, and turns it into an into axe, which is like, huh? Mm. Okay, I guess I'll give you that. We one. get it, yeah, we get it, yeah. So, I like the movie overall. What did you think, Chris? I liked
0: some aspects of it, like the relationship between. Um, Charles and Logan, and mm-hmm. that was well done. <clears throat> you kind of got the. I mean, I don't know the X Men backstory, no. so I don't. I'm not familiar with the relationship between them, but it kind of plays out like this. This kind of father figure to the, to the X Men. Yeah, he's kind of. That's very much there <clears throat> throughout. It's very touching. Some of the stuff, like the scene where um, Charles is in bed and he's. What was he saying? He was lying in bed. And he was saying something quite profound, and I a bit it was.
1: You were such a disappointment at the beginning. No, it was later on
0: when they're in when they're in Vegas, I think.
1: Oh, I can picture the scene, but I don't remember what yeah, you're I saying. Yeah, what you were you saying?
0: But I was thinking, this is this this is what I've done. But like as I said, any film that relies really heavily on people getting stabbed in the head and lots of blood and and. Death. I can't. I can't say that I like this film. Yeah, because of that.
1: Okay. You think that sort of undermines the theme and the characters and everything else, or yeah. distracts from it? Or... Uh,
0: yeah, it's there's too much of it. Okay. It was relentless. Yeah, there was a lot
1: to it, and the
0: bad guy shit as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, the bad guy was sort of so the. Head mercenary. Yeah. His whole role in the movie is... Um, his whole role in the movie is... He is a mercenary who works for this transnational biotech corporation.
0: So he's not even the the head of birth. Yeah. He's just he's a, a, a bitch.
1: bitch. Yeah. He's a bitch. Basically. He is giving orders, but his, he is receiving orders. Yeah, And this... Yeah. You know, this company genetically engineered these mutant children to be weapons. It didn't work out, so they made Bad Logan the clone, uh, which worked quite well for a short while. Uh, we do eventually meet the the head honcho of the corporation, who I guess is, like, the, the real bad guy. Um,
0: well, I've forgotten about
1: him. Yeah, the
0: British guy. Oh, the Richard E. Grant. Oh, yeah, I totally forgotten about him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's not super important (laughs) to the movie, I think. You know, it's good that we actually got to see him, but... There's a scene towards the end where he's kind of in the middle
0: of it, and he's kind of coaxing them, coaxing the...
1: Yeah. Eventually he shows up to try and direct the situation, and it doesn't go well. The children murder him, which was (laughs) satisfying. (laughs) Actually, they had, like, the grass grow up and over him and, like, swallow him into the earth, which was... Cool, but I don't know if it means anything. Wasn't that the mer- I thought that was the mercenary.
0: The head mercenary guy.
1: Was it? Oh, I don't even remember correctly. Okay. I thought it was. Hmm. Hmm.
0: This film- I- I mean, to be fair, I was thinking, right, I'm never going to watch this film again. But all the stuff you've pointed out, I think, well, I, I, I might
1: try this film again one day. Yeah. Maybe. I mean that's encouraging, yeah, yeah
0: well, I'm not saying I mean I'm not saying I mean i've not I've not ruined it for you, have I?
1: No, I don't think so. I think most of your uh, critiques of the movie have mostly been about your personal experience watching it rather than critiques of the movie itself. Yeah. That's fair. What would improve it, do you think? Maybe like editing out some of the fight scenes. Yeah,
0: but should, yeah, taking out some of the, the length of the film.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it is, is very violent. It's two hours
0: and 16, 17 minutes or something.
1: Yeah. As
0: soon as I saw that running time, I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I <Like, laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> just a bad guy as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of the bad guys sort of being a faceless corporation. Mm-hmm. I think that sort of works well with some of the other themes of the movie where everybody, where it's like very late capitalism. Yeah. You know, Logan is an Uber driver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who is yeah. Buying, you know, black market meds to keep his uh, neurodegenerating father from having catastrophic seizures. And there's this company that was building bioweapons who were literally children, training them to kill. I think that that theming, I think, works quite well. And I I respond to. So if I were to restructure the movie, I would want to keep that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How it would sort of manifest in the film as a particular antagonist, I'm not sure. Because, like, I don't think the head mercenary guy was very compelling. I think he did a decent job acting. But, like, we didn't get in any of his motivation. You know, why is he working for this thing? For this mm. company? Is he as exploited? <clears throat> is he... What's his backstory?
0: Yeah. How did he get out? How, how did all these mercenaries end up with, with one arm? Missing right. That they have to have a mechanical... Yeah. I mean,
1: thing? one way that could have been expanded upon is, like... They might have even done this in the movie, and I just don't remember, is like if they were veterans, if they were like wounded in mm. a foreign war and they came back to the U.S. and they were, you know, they're damaged goods. The U.S. doesn't take care of its veterans. Yeah. And be. they were like, this company gave me purpose and gave me health care and, you know, gave me a job so I could actually function in society. That would, I think, make the villain more compelling. And we would be able to sort of avoid the, the British guy entirely because I think he's sort of a weak spot in the movie, his character.
0: Yeah, I'm curious as to the character of Caliban. Does he appear in previous um, X Men?
1: He does appear things? in one. There's a previous one where. Uh, it's not very really good. <laughs>
0: Well, (laughs) it's not as good as this one.
1: It's really not good. Um, It's the X-Men Apocalypse movie. Which
0: I may have seen some clips from this.
1: Uh, I am a fan of the X-Men movies, like an unabashed fan. I don't think they're necessarily good movies, Mm -hmm. but I recognize that X-Men Apocalypse is abysmal. Like, it's stunning that it was released by a team of supposed professionals.
0: Isn't that the one where there's a guy that can stop time or make things go, stop time and then run really fast around and yeah. then
1: fix stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that clip. Yeah. It's a really well done clip. Yeah. But... <laughs>
0: you like, what the fuck's
1: going on? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is this? Um... Oscar Isaac is in X-Men Apocalypse, who is a fantastic actor. You have no idea who he is. Um, no. Isn't he something to do with the new the Star Wars films? He's the Star in Star Wars, Wars. He was in Annihilation. He was in Ex Machina. Okay. Annihilation and Ex Machina are both excellent movies. I think he would even enjoy them well, well maybe. yeah he was in that uh, it, it, a lot of really good actors were in it and it's just horrible yeah uh, well i was watching the clips that i saw i
0: was thinking oh, they, they did this for the money let's face it <laughs> and when i was watching
1: patrick stewart in in, in this one i'm thinking that oh, pretty much no i don't think patrick <laughs> stewart does anything for money anymore he's got to be <laughs> just all set. He's doing stuff because he just can't be at home anymore. Otherwise he'll die. <laughs> he's, he's bored. He's worried if he's at home, <laughs> they won't find him.
0: Otherwise he will turn into this character.
1: Yeah. Well, the irony sad. of that. He's excellent in this, I think. Yeah. It, yet, there's a few points in the movie where it's insinuated that either Logan or Professor X has done something horrible in the past. That Professor X can't quite remember, and he sort of—he hates Logan for it, but he doesn't quite remember why. And Logan is sort of—you can tell that Logan has been taking care of Professor X for a long time. Mm-hmm. That it's gone from sort of a labor of love to, you know, just something he has to do. And yeah, you know, there's an undercurrent of love in there, maybe, but it—it's it, expressed. In a very exa- exasperated way, like especially at the beginning when Logan goes into the big silo with mm. Professor X and he has This one... is one aspect I've totally missed. Mm. Is that something you, you you
0: got from watching it at the time or is something that has come into your mind since? So it's...
1: Um, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Like, so at the one of the earlier scenes when Logan is taking care of Professor X in the silo, and he's sort of, they're arguing, trying to get him to take his meds, and the chair flips over. Logan's reaction isn't, oh no, you know, immediately reaching out for help. It's, I'll put my stuff down, I'll go and pick you up, I'll put you in bed, but I'm not going to be super gentle or affectionate about it. So that, that sort of made me think it's something that's been going on a while, and it's something that Sort of the affection of it has gone away. Well, I must admit,
0: I liked it more than I was expecting to. Oh,
1: good.
0: But I didn't. I, you know, <laughs> it has its issues. Yeah. But yeah, it could have been. Could have been a lot worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Could have been a apocalypse. Could have been apocalypse. It could have been The Untouchables Part Two. <laughs> it could have been Baby Jane. That's a totally. That's a totally other story. That one. Yeah.
0: We haven't even begun to talk about that. Have we? No, we haven't. No.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to watch that again.
0: <laughs> okay, so, we, so we've we not actually ruined the film for anyone, I don't think. I mean, unless
1: somebody hasn't seen it and they're like, thanks, guys. They know the story now, so yeah.
0: there's no point watching it. Yeah, fair. So we are just
1: as good as watching a movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or they, I mean, you could watch it and see if we agree with it. Or not. Yeah
1: send us
0: hate mail yeah do (laughs) at least we know we're, we're reaching someone